episode of Talking Maiden. Podcast of the Beast. So how you feeling, Nesbitt? I feel pretty good. Episode 3 of Power Slave. Finally going to finish off Power, Power Slave. <laughs> Finally. I knew it would be a double. I was not thinking it was going to be a triple, but I thought maybe it might be a triple when I saw just how much there was to talk about. So it's been a long haul, but I think we both struggled to find some unique angle on Power Slave that we could add to yeah. the discussion. I think we've done that thus far. I didn't want to power through Power Slave. Fair enough. And just rush it. Wah, 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 yeah. wah. And we're called Talking yeah. Maiden, not like... Yeah, not like... Educate people about Maiden. We're just like, <laughs> yeah, we get off on our tangents and we just like... Yeah. Whatever. We're talking Maiden. As long as we're talking about overviewing or repeating Maiden. Um, yeah, so we, um, we, we had what I think thus far was two really interesting episodes with a lot of stuff besides Power Slave in them. Yeah. Um, and now we get to yep. break down episode three, but... A lot of stuff has come up we have to get into to first. Right. And we're and basically then we're going to get into the side, side, B side B power, power slave. Okay. The first piece, I'll kick this off if you don't mind, is the uh, Blaze Bailey interview that came through. I don't know if you saw that. I did read that. I skimmed yeah. it. I didn't read it, but I skimmed it. So, uh, oh, I think I might need a beer before this. What do you think? Uh, we'll do this and then we'll have a beer. Yeah, we'll Just do this and we'll have a beer. Short. So Blaze is essentially uh, Harry Legs of, of, of Total Rock Radio conducted an interview with uh, Blaze. Blaze had some really good takeaways. I'm not going to get into the whole interview or the concept or, or the context, but essentially he says it, it was glowing for, for Bruce, and I think he feels very included by Bruce and supported by Bruce. And I can understand yeah. that because Bruce is a good guy, and I don't think Bruce has any insecurity right. with respect to Blaze. And he said he was filming a music video. And Bruce let him use one of his flight simulators for free in the music video. Yeah. Which he said otherwise would have been extremely expensive. That's right. That's right. He says, to quote it, he says, I've known Bruce a long, long time. And before I joined Maiden, uh, we were in New York uh, with Wolfsbane doing a gig. And Bruce turned up. And Bruce bought us a beer. And we kind of kept in touch. Uh, and when I, was, when I was in Maiden, Bruce was very supportive. And after uh, Maiden, Bruce was also very supportive. But he says, it was incredible. It was fantastic. He's very supportive. Whenever we're in the room together, uh, we say hi. There's a moment, a look between us, and I think it's an unspoken thing that we just connect and go. There's the other person that knows how difficult it is to be the singer of Iron Maiden. Right, because there's only three. Yeah, and <laughs> you know David what? Wilcox. Paul openly said, and we talked about it before, that Bruce is the voice of Iron Maiden. And yep. you know what? It says a lot about Bruce. Doesn't it? I like that part where they said that they kind of they just kind of nod to each other sometimes when they make eye contact, yeah. and I'm like, it's almost like two veterans that were in like the same battle, you know what I mean? And they meet up years later, and they're just kind of like have yeah. this unspoken thing. Because you can imagine being the lead singer of Iron Maiden, how crazy that would be. That's so insane. And if you're seeing like one other person that knows what it's like, yeah. And not only that, like for for Bruce, it just puts it in perspective. Yeah. Um, to 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 be able to look at someone and to, and to that that person knows and they filled your shoes for a while and and um, yeah, and it's, and it's challenging. And he actually addressed our on the challenge of um, his perspective, his perspective story within uh, from by Maiden fans. You know how he fits into the history. Blaze said, "Really, my voice is so different to Bruce." And he does have the difference than Paul because obviously Paul was yep. there from the beginning, yep. and Bruce. You know, when Blaze came in, there was yep. a comparison, and yep. I don't, I don't know if well, there there's was three very different yeah. vocalists fronting the same band, which is kind of cool. Yeah, three different styles, and you know what? I'm sure when Bruce came in, there were people pissed, but I'd say by like, you know, well, yeah. we, we broke down, uh, yeah. we just broke down Power Slave, or we're breaking by the time down. Invaders was done, and yeah, the next <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he says. 
uh, in response to his perspective or, or the perspective of fans with him in Maiden. Really, my voice is so different to Bruce. I mean, he's legendary. Hallmark voice of heavy metal vocal. I'd agree with that. And my voice is very, very different. Although, not to be downplayed as we've, we've come to, to know. And I think perhaps that Maiden really wanted a change and that they wanted a different voice at the time with those albums. And we've said yeah. this through our debate, The yeah. X Factor and Virtual Yeah, well, they took the... Maiden sounds totally different on those two albums, right? Like, they're really dark, and his voice suits them. Yeah, that's right. And it was the start of the progressive era of Iron Maiden that we're familiar with now, with the longer songs and bigger production and everything. That is true. I never really thought about it that way, but it's it's totally true. So it's an interesting perspective that he calls it the progressive era. It's funny because, uh, well, obviously I never even heard of Blaze Bailey until The X Factor. But since I've gone back and I've got a bunch of uh, Wolfsbane albums... Well, I have one album and a bunch of 12-inch singles. Actually, I was listening to a lot of Wolfsbane this week. Mm-hmm. Do you like David Lee Roth-era Van Halen? I'm going to play you a clip of a song from Wolfsbane. Tell me if this doesn't remind you of uh, David Lee Roth. To me, that sounds very Van Halen-y, and I love old Van Halen. Like, yeah. one of the first cassettes I ever got was the first Van Halen, Van Halen album. Yeah. And I loved it, and I still love it to this day. Yeah. And this reminds me of that era of Van Halen. Now, obviously, the guitar playing doesn't have Eddie Van Halen, but the vocals. So, if people... I don't know. I think that's part of the reason that I like Blaze a lot more than your average Maiden fan. Yeah. Is that I know a lot of the other Blaze stuff. And the after Maiden, like, I'm really good into that Blaze stuff. So, I'm basing my opinion on more than just those two Maiden albums. Yeah. Especially the second Maiden album that he did. Uh, as much as I love the X Factor, like, Virtual Eleven's yeah. pretty weak. His, his vocals are more exposed there, and I wouldn't say yeah. they're particularly strong. Although, I can tell you when I listen to them yeah. now, I've changed my perspective on Blaze <laughs> that I want to like him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's such a nice guy, too. That's it. Yeah. So... I want to finish the quote. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Keep going. One last quote from Blaze. And then, because he, he goes on, and, you yeah. know, we do our definitive Blaze yeah. uh, um, podcast in the future. We'll we'll sum some of this stuff up. But he says, anyway, and, and I want to bring this in because it is really good, and it kind of caps it off. So I feel that, there, that, that I was there at an important time in Ma- the Maiden story. Though it may not have been popular with all the Maiden fans, and there's still plenty of Maiden fans that hate me, it's an interesting time. And now, The X Factor and Virtual Eleven... The albums have been brought out on vinyl and they're remastered, and those remastered vinyl versions are much stronger sounding than the original CD versions. I'll interject. He's correct. It's a very small audience, and but it is a small amount of fans that are becoming interested in me on the back of that vinyl re-release, and you are in there ordering uh, yeah. his vinyls and getting his signatures. Yeah. You know, and you know what? Fair play to him. Yeah. Yeah, fair play to him for being so uh, uh, yeah. good sport. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. great. Anyway. I'm telling you, I told you when we first started the podcast, you had no time for Blaze. 
I'm slowly, yeah. slowly converting you to a voice. Yeah, by the, the end of this, you'll be like... Yeah, you're, what a life achievement. As in the beginning, I had no time for Blaze. Now, I have some time for Blaze. <laughs> yeah, I have a small amount of time I have a for small, Blaise. No, I, I do like... I love... Um, I guess I just have started to view it holistically. And I view his role in Maiden as a special... Like It's like the Leafs. I'm glad my minute. Oh, yeah. You know... Freddie Anderson's being safe for the playoffs now. He's had a little bit of a little bit of a tweak. People are, Curtis McElhinney's our backup. He stepped in. He's doing well. Is he Freddie Anderson? No, he's not. But he's your backup goaltender. He's meant to get you through the through the hump. Those late ninety years were tough years for metal. Yep. In Seth Blaze. Yep. Keeps true. the train on the tracks. No, you're not setting records. And then guess what? Brave New World. Exactly. <laughs> well, I remember you were Say saying no earlier that you might have to travel to you're not sure where, but you might have to do a few trips to Europe for work. Yes. So I have this for you. This is uh, this came with my uh, Blaze Bailey album that I just got. It's the uh, has the Blaze Bailey tour dates for Europe for 2018. So oh, if you wow. happen to be in any of those cities, go see Blaze. Get his autograph. <laughs> it's a very interesting way to read the dates. I have no idea what that means, but yeah, it's They're an interesting not in chronological tour. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Love Blaze. Yeah, uh, gotta listen to his stuff. <laughs> but I'm not going to see Blaze in that way. I, I just had this as this yeah. Iron Maiden book that's sitting next to me. This was my bookmark, so I just pulled it out to give. Cool. It to you. I like it. <laughs> I'll keep it as my bookmark. Uh, let's get a beer on the go. I'd say it's about time we tee it up. Uh, so this beer is it says barrel aged. It's called Dulcis Succubus, and it's from La True du Diable. It's from Shawinigan, <laughs> Quebec. Shawinigan. So yeah, it's a. It was matured for six months yeah. in white wine oak barrels to give a. Ooh. I don't know. I don't want to read all. That. Actually, this is the, <laughs> the most... addition of wild yeast. Also, adds a leathery musk. A leathery <laughs> musk. This is the most metal beer we've had. There's like a a chick with these. You know, one of these. Yeah, it looks like plates on that you don't know how they stand on if, because she's so busty and there's no straps. Right. It looks like if the Danzig song "Under Her Black Wings" had a. Well, there is a, a single of that. But if there was... It looks like the album cover for that single. It's like a chick with... Except she has these big black devil wings. <laughs> oh, man. And guess what I'm opening with? A... Uh, oh, yeah. A Las Vegas bottle owner. It, when I was where in did Las, I get this? When where I was in Las I Vegas, I tried to find the cheesiest thing I could possibly bring back. All right, here we so, go. So, oh, don't open it yet. No? Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. Now open it. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, this looks good. Smell that leathery musk. <laughs> so that's good. Good comments by Blaze there. Um, anything else on the go? I think you were talking about. Uh, that's okay. So the yeah. scream for me, Sarajevo. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. So I think it was back in late 2016 that I saw the first trailer for this and heard the talk of it. Yeah. It's, uh, in Bruce's book. When he was touring with, I think it was a Skunk Works album, he they went to Sarajevo when, during a siege of Sarajevo. And there's a documentary about it. It's the best part in yeah. Bruce's book, his book, yeah, by far. Uh, yeah. When they went in 1994, and uh, so that's cool. And they said it's coming out on a Blu-ray. I looked at the uh, places that the trailers or that the uh, the screenings are. The closest one's Ontario, so unless you want, do you want to drive 2,000 kilometers there and 2,000 kilometers back to see a screening of a movie? Let's put our attention to Estonia. Yeah. <laughs> 
But uh, anyway, so that's good. I'm, I can't wait to see this, and I've been dying to see it. And the fact that it's going to be coming out, they've confirmed it's coming out on Blu-ray now. Cool. That's pretty awesome. Or digital download or whatever. I'm not sure. So that's pretty cool. And uh, that's about it for, like, maiden news. Now, well, oh, actually, you got some I, more? I do have Let's one quick it. one before you want to spin into our new segment. Right. Um, <laughs> you were doing a little bit of a review on where people are listening from. Right. And a state, well, the United States has been great to us. And we've done really well with our downloads. We're really happy. Yeah. Um, we're on track. We're, you know, our download rate has surprised me. I mean, how long have we been out now? Probably about two months, three months, two and a half months. Who knows? Yeah. If only we had someone who was in charge. <laughs> um, but um, what's, what stood out for me was Illinois and Chicago. And I have a special connection with that city. So as soon as I saw that, I was like, bang. Because, you know, yeah. and in the U.S., like, everybody thinks, oh, New York, you know, whatever, L.A. or something mm-hmm. like this. I got, like, I'm more of a, I love Chicago. I We had a lads trip to Chicago. What, oh, three, yeah, you want to put your guys went. Yeah. yeah, me and a few of the lads, we went down, and Chicago's got this, like, gritty reputation um, as a city. You know, some people talk about crime. Some people talk about the, the sports, which are legendary there. I just found the city to be like this amazing world-class city. Now, I go down to the U.S. pretty well every year, sometimes twice a year. So I don't know what's going on with Chicago, but... I don't know. They're made... Or with Illinois, but if you look at the... I can explain it. Okay. Chicago's awesome. Yeah. Um, It's like... I think Chicago has that... You know, they don't have that New York... Where everyone goes, there's like, I'm in New York. You know, it's like Chicago's like a gritty real city. Although there's tons of money, tons of great jobs. And like people like talk about it. Like, oh, you're going to Chicago. All I saw was like fancy cars and like hotels I could barely afford to stay in. It was like amazing. The city is posh. It's it's really nice. Streets are clean. People are nice. You know, there are some gritty spots. But I did this architectural tour through the city. It's like that place is like set up, man. I mean, old school, Sears Tower, all that stuff. John Hancock, all that stuff. Amazing. So I I just, it blew me away. But I just think the people there are like real Americans in the sense, like, you know, not that stupid political way. But I mean, they're just people that just, you know, they get the... They love metal. Yeah, they love metal. They love beer. They love just enjoying life. And they're not caught up in this... You know, yeah. Gucci crap that New York is. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Well, they always say, used to say that Detroit was a real rock yeah. town, right? And I mean, our downloads from there are huge too. Yeah, it's weird. Too about... much kiss there, man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Detroit rock city. Okay, back to kiss. Yeah. End of this kiss thing. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. People don't want to hear us fight about no. kiss anymore. <laughs> yeah. It'll come up again. Trust me. You know, turn to me on. <laughs> do another mashup. Um. Anyway, shout out to the Chicago. Chicago. Listeners. I love the city. Michigan yeah. and Illinois, there's yeah. a few states that, like, have no idea what's going on as far yeah. as, like, how they're, how so many people are discovering it in one spot. Yeah. But they're, I don't know if there's, like, a word of mouth down there is huge or if there's some kind of, like, Chicago fan club or something. Who knows? But, yeah, if you look at, like, all the other American cities, those two cities, well, yeah. those two states, I'm not sure if it's actually the cities, but those two states are just, like... Way higher, like yeah, because they're full of cool people. <laughs> yeah. they understand that Maine is awesome. Yeah. They're just like, I need a podcast because yeah. I have an awesome car, and I'm just going to Maine podcast. So they're because they're awesome, and like it's funny because when you talk to people, especially you know, they're like, oh, where are you going? What are you doing? I was like, oh man, I'm going to go. When you know, when I was going to Baltimore, I was so pumped. When I was down there, I just I just love it. Like the United States is so awesome, and people think they have this, such a miss understanding of the place they think like the food's not awesome the food's the best you know this is but like, it's weird that people have an opinion of the united states when you're talking about like it's 50 the countries. united states yeah you're talking about like yeah 
Hawaii, California, like yeah, Florida, Texas, Illinois, Austin, Maine. Texas is where I want to go next. Austin, oh, yeah? Texas is it's just I think if I went there, it's just so me startups, <laughs> open minded, but also you know kind of still Texas, yeah. which is basically exactly <laughs> yeah. where my head's at. You know, like I just want to shout at people. Two thousand nineteen, if if Maiden played on there, we should go. No way. If they play. Well, they yes. haven't announced even that leg of the tour, but I assume... Gonna but be is there going to be a leg, that leg of the tour? I thought there was a potentially a 2019 album. I don't know. I'm sure that... I'm There's pretty no sure way. they're not just going to do a Legacy of the Beast European tour. They're probably going to stretch that out to a second leg. I don't know. I'm how are we going to... How are you going to convince the wife to get in another three legs? <laughs> <laughs> We've only seen this tour three times in Europe. Yeah, well, technically it's another leg of the tour. Anyway. You know what? It's an investment in the podcast. So shout out to Chicago. It's all research. <laughs> it's all research. And moving along, we have a new segment. So we have a new segment. And this is brought up. So this guy, James Fraser, or Fraser, I think it's Fraser. He gave us this idea when he emailed us, attackingmaiden.com. So if anyone else has any good ideas, email us attackingmaiden.com. So he was saying to pick a lyric that you love from Maiden and a lyric that you hate from Maiden. So this segment is called... So we're going to pick a lyric we love and a lyric we hate. I think we'll start off with the love first. <laughs> yeah. So we pick one we love, one we hate. Yeah. Because even though I love Maiden, they do have some really crappy lyrics. Yeah. So do you want to go with your one that you love first? Well, because well, it's called love and hate. No. So. Yeah. Oh, should we start with hate and finish? No, we can start with love. Start with Save love. Save the hates for... Well, yeah. as soon as you sent that to me, there's so many lyrics, but yeah. I, and I, I think I've talked about it before. Yep. On here. But for me, as soon as you say what's your best, I always, my favorite, and it's what defines me as a Maiden fan, yeah. is is uh, from Can I Play With Madness. And it's, Owen, then he fixed me with a freezing glance and the hellfire's rage in his eyes. He said, you want to know the truth, son? Lord, I'll tell you the truth. Your soul's going to burn in a lake of fire. That 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 last line, that's, that's my cool, favorite yeah. That sums up made to me. That's, yeah. you know, I'm in the shower with my hand out with the wizard pose. Like, <laughs> that is my favorite. That sums it up. So my favorite, or well, it's not my favorite, but this is one of my favorites. So the lyric I love is, it's from The Longest Day. It says, yeah. all summers long, the drills to build the machine, to turn men from flesh and blood to steel, from paper soldiers to bodies on the beach, from summer sands to Armageddon's reach. Yeah. I thought that was just an awesome lyric. I think it's deadly. Yeah, it's really cool. And while we did these independently, in the future we should make these sound clips. Because right now I'm dying. That's true. <laughs> awesome. We were talking about the worst. Yeah. So what lyric yeah. did you pick? So let me do mine first yeah. because I've made fun of... I decided to pick this one first to get it out of the way because yeah. I've made fun of this like four times now on different various episodes. Okay. It's from Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great, his name struck fear into hearts of men. Alexander the Great, he died of fever in Babylon. Oh my god. Because to me, it's lazy lyric writing. There's nothing poetic about it. It's a Wikipedia entry. Yeah, but it did, I, think we, I think we made fun of that like four podcasts now. I know. So and that's you, why I want to get to my, the first time we did this segment, I just wanted to get the one out of the, the way. Other, the other <laughs> one was, and I think you'd said it to me when you described it, Dance Cindy Prance. Oh, right. So, actually, I'll play that clip because when we did yeah. the... Dance of Death episode. Yes. I played this clip of Mr. Burns from The Simpsons, and that was half of the other reason. This is what gave that guy James Frieder the idea to email us about this to be Ooh. an episode for a show. So. 
Far too much dancing, not nearly enough prancing. Oh, man. That's uh, good. I forgot The Simpsons used to be funny at one point. Man, oh, <laughs> the Burns quotes. Yeah. For me, like when we were talking about that, you said, oh, what about that one? And I said, no. Yeah. I, for me, the number one. Okay. And I love the album. And I bought the vinyl and, and, and in vivo. And I'm, I'm actually coming around a lot on Final Frontier. It's actually, I listen to it a lot now. And you're right. But for me, it's the uh, When the Wild Wind Blows. Okay. You know, that, that lyric where he says, can you see it on the TV? You know, it's like, it's just so cheesy. Like, country yeah. is like, don't believe them in the least bit. Now the days of our ending has began. Like, and I know I'm singing like it with the time, but that's the way, like, I hear it. Yeah. Can you see it on the TV? Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is so not made in any way. We'll probably do that again a good You're few just, times. You were far too excited by the intros and exits on that one. That's too. true. <laughs> Loved it. So we're going to get back into Power Slave. So we yes. did, in the last two episodes, we did side A. And now yeah. we're going into side B. Side B opens with Back in the Village. Yeah, you flip it over, kicks off pretty quick, dives yeah. right in. Yeah. Um, pretty quick, pretty peppy song. Yeah. Um, you know, very distinctive. You're not going to listen to it and go, which song is this? Right. Uh, five minutes is fast. And then it leads into two tracks, which are pretty long and dumb. Right. So Adrian's riff in this is just awesome. I love it. It's, I, I would describe this as like a guitar onslaught. Yeah. It's another not this live ever. This album yeah. seems, this song only seems a little bit weak because the rest of the album is so strong. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little... Uh, it's about that, you know, the show, The Prisoner. So I have a, a yeah. clip here from Bruce Dickinson, and he said, I write a lot of allegorical text. Back in the Village is somehow the sequel to The Prisoner, the story of some bloke who's trapped in a village. Uh, before this podcast, I was like, I'm going to watch all of The, the Prisoner. <laughs> you have too much time. Well, before, uh, the peace of, before Peace of Mind, especially before we do the song of Prisoner, I watched the first four episodes. I was like, I get the point. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's not a bad show, but it's like, I don't know. It's one of the, another one of those things I mentioned last podcast where it's like, oh, Maiden song, but this I have to watch it or I have to read it or whatever. And then I don't know. I don't think you, the lyrics are really that. You know what I mean? Yeah. About it, it's not like I'm going to get a big insight. It's a kind of a cool show, though. I'm not tracking. I might. Go it's back and watch to, the rest of them. There's like 17 yeah. episodes. If you I think. can get any tangible link between the theme and like a lyric, yeah, there is a lot of lyrics in there that, you know, I mean, like, like the part where he's like, I see sixes all the way in that part. Well, there's like yeah. number six is like the guy in the show, and yeah, I don't know. This there's is a lot a of ties song. together, but Whenever anyway, I'm not gonna watch 17 episodes. Of I watched four over the over about Only like a week four. and a half. I watched four episodes, and, and you, I was like. How many episodes of this are there? I'm not going to watch any more of this. And you had the nerve to get on this <laughs> podcast, having only watched four of the episodes. And that's what we're counting on you. And no wonder I think it's not the story. With your, with so. your uh, co-host. <laughs> I'll stay up all night. <laughs> Johnny McListen here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I have a quote from Adrian, too, where he said, uh, That was a riff I've been playing through the previous tours at Soundchecks. People kept saying, you've got to do something with that riff. So again, Bruce and I got together. We came up with the idea. Back in the village. He's a real fan of that British TV show, The Prisoner. I think the lyrics are involved with that. I think it's a song we also did in The Untouchables. 
Cool. So the Untouchables is that band he when he left Maiden came became ASAP. Yeah. Adrian Smith and Project. Yeah. Uh, which we should do. Yeah. I we think broke that down in the Yannick episode. Yeah. Yeah, and I think yeah. we're gonna do a uh, an episode on like eventually on all these like side spinoff bands from Maiden. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, what do you think? I think there's there's a lot of really poppy drumming in there. Obviously, the the chorus is amazing. For me, this is up there with Duelist and Flash of the Blade, as in like any other album, any other. Wow, I mean, these three songs are amazing. Like to think that Ace Aside, Two Minutes, Lost for Words, uh, Power Saving Rhyme have dominated the live. Yeah, I don't know if Back in the Village. I, I just marked these three downs. I didn't see them on Live After Death or any of the reunion stuff later. Yeah, I don't and, think they've ever played it live. Yeah, so that's my take on it as yeah. well. I would I love this one to it. pop out on the new con- on the new tour. Man, too. any of Flash of the Blade Duelist or Back in the Village. Like Power Slave is such a such a good album. Yeah, and those al- and then you keep thinking of like the the big songs on this album, yeah. but then you go to like Flash of the Blade Duelist Back in the Village, and you're kind of like, oh yeah, they're like the lesser songs, but it's only because the other ones get so much attention. Yeah. Like these three songs, if they pulled them out, yeah. They Any could be of singles. Songs. They oh could be God. not yep. alone played live. Yeah. Imagine if you were to say to someone, hey, Iron Maiden, this is an amazing album that does X, Y, and Z, and here is the greatest hits album. Here's Power Slave. They'd believe you. They wouldn't be like, hey, you know, yeah. Back in the Village is not greatest hits. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, I love yeah. the vocals. I love, I love the guitars. Yeah. It's great. It's always been one of my favorites, and it's been probably back in the day because it just stood out so much, yeah. but also where... And you know, I'll, I'll I'll show my bias in listening to this album now. Yeah. In prep for this, I've listened to it a lot on digital, yeah. and I've listened to Live After Death a yeah. lot because uh, I want to get in the context of the tools mm-hmm. of the mindset. But I've also listened to it on vinyl. But when you listen to it on vinyl, I don't like skipping because when my player set up, I don't oh, like yeah, skip it. And I don't. Yeah. But I get sick of Aces High and Two Minutes. Like also with vinyl, you, this is one thing about vinyl uh, that I find. I'd like to get your opinion on this. Yeah. I pay. Play wait I, I I I pay the most attention to the start, and then I notice when it's out. So like things like Flash the Blade and Duelist, by the time they come up, I'm already in a conversation, or you know I'm smoking my pipe and and tobacco pipe, and I'm and I'm refilling or I'm getting another beer, and then but when you flip it over, you know back in the village is on. Yeah, it's. it's where it is in the vinyl matters in terms of listening. Yeah, well, sequencing yeah. is super important super on important. albums. Yeah, I think like really important. Like you can yeah. make and break songs, right? And I yeah, like this. For example, if you took "Rhyme Ancient Mariner," if that was the first song on this album, it just wouldn't work. No, I mean it'd be the same song. It'd still be great, mm. but it just wouldn't work, right? Like you're building up to this epic at yeah. the end. Yeah, the sequencing, and when you look at these on CD, you have to remember that these came out on vinyl. And the sequencing yeah. is, like, I think they picked the song to really kickstart the second side of the album. I think so, too. Right? And you kind of lose that when you're listening even, to it on CD or digital. Even when you're saying it now, I think about that opening. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's and so it's, great. It's so good. It's it's such an underrated song. Yeah. So before we started this album, Power Slave, we were like, okay, we'll do Power Slave, but I hope it's just not the two of us talking about how awesome everything is all the time yeah. which is kind of turning into it is and i was like we're gonna have some criticisms so th- i don't like the way the song ends this is my only criticism about this song is it has at the end where they like just do the double or triple quadruple time they like squeeze the <laughs> the the ending in
you're saying. Yeah. So I I, I like not, it. I, I kind of like it because I've heard so much. But I don't know. There's only uh, so there's only other one other time when they did this. <laughs> that's like that's like you know Kate Upton. She's got that hangnail. <laughs> yeah, like, I know, I know, you know what I mean? know. That's so I'm stupid. Splitting hairs, looking for something to criticize. Yeah. There's only one I, other time. I actually like that ending. There's only one other time that they did this, and I also wasn't a big fan of when they did it the other time. And this is the song. So, yeah, that's the only criticism I have of the song. Yeah, they got some blaze in there. They got some blaze in there. Got some blaze. <laughs> Squeeze some blaze in. <laughs> got some blaze in. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, this song's excellent. And, you know, if across the two podcasts, I said Flash the Blade and Duelist are probably two strongest non single, non live songs, I'd add that in yep. here. Yep. I'd say these three, I mean, isn't it amazing that they played five of the eight live and the other three are Flash that played Duelist and Back in the I know. It's, it's yeah. insane. Yeah. It, that is in and of itself. Like, Because when I went into this... Well, this goes to show this yeah. album is so strong. That's why it is looked at as probably the best Maiden album by it, most people. It, Maybe yeah. not favorite, but you got to admit it's up there. It's up there. Anyone could say that. Yeah. For me, it's always been... I've always kind of Top been drawing Seven Sun. I've, I, I'm starting to love Killers. It's rising up as we're getting ready yeah. to eventually review it. A Matter of Life and Death, Book of Souls, yeah. uh, you know, I love uh, Summer in Time ever since we You name all it. these albums, I'm like, is this top three now? Is this top three? Yeah. It's so but hard to rank them. This is this is the greatest hits album. Yeah. My criticism will come down to the theme and we'll break right. that down after. So you were saying yeah. earlier, and it's totally true, that like it's hard to it's hard to put like it's hard to rank your maiden albums. Yeah. You can rank them today, you can rank them next week, yes. you can rank them a month ago. That's right. This album now we've listened to it a lot. Yeah, I'll probably stop listening to it. I recently started listening to Killers a lot more. Yeah, because that was my favorite album years ago. That's right. And then it kind of fell off a bit. Not that I didn't listen to it that much, but like I, I tended to not listen to it from beginning to end. Yeah. And I just well, I got this. Uh, I've been rereading this book, Iron Maiden, nineteen eighty-one to eighty-three, and it's all about those two albums. Yeah. So I've kind of gone back to this, to listening to it again. And now that one's raising back up again. And this Power Slave now, I guarantee the next couple of months I'll probably fall down out of yeah. my top. Just because, you know what I mean? Another listen, And you, you pick these albums that you don't listen to that much and you start paying some attention to them. And those yeah. ones tend to like go right to the top. So, yeah, I don't know. It'd be really hard. Like if I met someone and said, what are your top three Maiden albums? And they're like, boom, boom, boom. And then I ran into them like six months later, and then six months later, and six months, and it didn't change. I'd be like, yeah. "Are you listening to very much Maiden?" <laughs> because I can't seem to make my mind up over. Like, I can't, I can't even put like my top five. I can't even. I don't know. Yeah, but that's all things in life. Like I, I mean, know with whiskey. I mean, sometimes I'll love certain types of whiskey. I'll it'd be right into peaty Scotch whiskey, and then I'll go back to my Irish, and then I'll switch over. Next time I'm drinking bourbon, and then. I go in ebbs and flows like now somewhere in time is so high up in my yeah. ever since we reviewed it when we yeah. first were doing it I was like oh yeah. well the and more then, attention you yeah. pay to a Maiden album yeah the all these things like this album Power Slave I always loved it and it wasn't until I started listening to it because you listen to it different when you just put yeah. it on to enjoy it have it on you're listening to it you love it That's right. when you're really listening to it and you're like you listen to it once and you kind of focus on 
the bass playing. Yeah. You focus on different parts of, of it. And then all of a sudden you get these appreciation and you notice things yeah. you never like remember we did two minutes to midnight, that bass intro? I never yeah, noticed right. that before. Never. And now that's all I hear it. I'm like I it's like yeah. I went from a song that I was sick of and I was like, oh, yeah. two minutes to midnight is like the one you hear all the time. Exactly. Blah blah blah. I don't want to like yeah. do we have to play it? and now I'm playing it and I was like, I want to hear it now because like yeah. there's all these parts that I want, I'm listening for. There's a new take on it. Yeah. It's just I don't know, maintenance like that I find you. But it, it, like the more you things. pay different attention to Yeah, I know it's yeah, like most you things, you but. get you get out of it what you put in. Yeah, I mean, it was like Final Frontier. I said no, and Dance of Death. I mean, we Dance keep doing of Death this. was like that. We both agreed. Yeah, yeah, and and if anything, it was we, in my bottom yeah. three albums. And then, I mean, then we did it, and I was like, uh, the whole second half of this album is like some of the like best made. And I disagreed and said the whole first half was amazing. Yeah, I love the true. first half. Yeah, like Montesegur and all of like the yeah. um, um, the Rainmaker. I loved it. Yeah. So. That's a great if, if we were to take away, if I was to give one message, and you know, and even back earlier today talking about uh, Blaze, um, how much I've come around with Maiden, it's what you get out of what you put in. If you only think there's eight or ten Maiden albums, yeah. man, there's a lot to learn. Yeah. If, if you think there's six or seven, you're you're way behind. So me. I've been listening to Maiden yeah. a bit longer than you. Yeah. Oh, way longer. Way okay. Well, way longer. Yeah. So the way you're feeling now about these yeah. albums that you've been kind of ignoring, yeah. So I've gone through that, and now I'm into I've ignored Wolf Spain, I've insulted yeah. Paul, I've ignored Paldiano's Killers, yeah. I've ignored Urchin. Yeah. Like I listened to listened to a lot of Urchin last week and Samson. Yeah. So it's like all these little side projects and Maiden related stuff that I haven't been paying attention to. That's the point I'm at with that now. I'm like, this is all really good stuff, and I, I haven't been paying enough attention to it. So I don't know. Someday I'll get to a point where I know it all inside out. That's right. And then I don't know what I'll spin off into. But then there's other bands. <laughs> I, don't, I don't sound like I only listen to Iron Maiden. But Iron yeah. Maiden's probably a good 50% of what I've been listening to in the last couple mostly, of years. I mostly only listen to Iron Maiden. Oh, yeah? And what you tell me to listen to. The tangential <laughs> for the podcast. Yeah. And then core stuff to listen to in other ways. Yeah. Like, I listen to a lot of Mozart. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. listen to any Mozart. I just really like it. <laughs> And it's funny because I don't like the uh, with the loss for words. One of my things was, was like the instrumentals don't do it for me. And all of this, oh yeah, like, yeah, concertos. <laughs> so, but like they're really good for programming and, yeah, and for all the stuff I yeah. do. Um, so definitely, yeah. Well, I'm at work and I tend to listen to uh, a lot of that. Like I say, I listen to a lot of Stone. Like I'll put a Caius album on, yeah, or uh, Sleep or those kind of albums that are just like I don't know the Sword, some of the older Sword stuff, and it's just like. Uh, I can't believe you don't like Sabbath. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But that's the kind of stuff I like. It's just like sludgy, riff-based stuff. Well, Sabbath isn't quite like that. Yeah. I'm comparing. Sabbath doesn't fit in with those other bands I was just talking about. Yeah, well, I used to listen to Sabbath. I used to know them. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, when I say I used to, I mean, I, yeah. I had a couple of Sabbath CDs when I was yeah. in high school. But it, we were so dominated in the 90s. Yeah. with current music that was amazing Yeah, that I had the few Sabbath CDs my dad had bought yeah. Sabbath CDs but he had all the vinyls which you have yeah. and then I went away and then this nonsense which is the Aussie family oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and now I'm just I don't even care like I, if there was amazing stuff there between Zeppelin Pink Floyd and Iron Maiden and my classical music and then the stuff that I love from the the uh, the night, like my Pearl Jam, which I've really reconnected with. Yeah. Listen to a fair bit of Radiohead. I like a bit of New Age stuff and just stuff that yeah. just shows up. Yeah. And um, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm comfortable there. I'm not a completeness guy in the sense I had to. Yeah. Uh, you can you can tackle me on. See, this I'm always account. listening to yeah. other stuff all the time. Like I'm always yeah. trying to find new bands. So I don't know. 
Anyway, let's get back to the album. So the next cool. song Power is Slave. Power Slave. Unlike any other Maiden song, yeah. this sounds it's super unique. Like does this this doesn't sound like anything Maiden's ever done before or since. Yeah, I don't know. To me, I disagree with that. Oh, really? Like what sounds like this? It's got this like I don't know enough about guitar yeah. and like song structure, but like whatever scales and keys or whatever this is in, it just sounds totally different. From yeah, I don't know. I don't want to be a power slave and then the rifting in between. Like, yeah. I mean, it's within their space in my mind. Like, I don't hear it and go, it's totally different. But, you know, I don't know the nuance like you do. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking about, like, just when the song kicks in. It's just, uh... Yeah. Like, it sounds, yeah. uh... Run to the hills? I don't know. Uh, yeah, but it's... I don't know. It's in their space. Oh, yeah. It, it sounds so like what's so unique about it that makes you say that? It has a... Whatever scale that is in... Yeah. It sounds like kind of an Egyptian Middle Eastern type thing which yeah. I don't hear in any other Maiden songs but I know what you're saying like it's still like riffs and guitar and stuff totally. but like to me it has this feel that's not in other Maiden songs but, I don't know yeah. for me I think you know it's a Bruce song so um after he says like the Eye of Horus that little guitar like do 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 whatever scale that is I don't know enough about guitar. But, but are you looking back when you say that, like on the earlier albums, or I'm looking at all because the... I know there's none of the synth and none of the match. But like, for no, me, I'm talking about the notes that they're playing are in a scale. Okay, that to me doesn't sound like anything else that. Okay, so that's a play. nuance I would yeah. capture. It just has that, like, because mm-hmm. in terms it. of theme and the way he's singing, I'm like, oh, yeah. this could be on Seven Sun for me, even though it's a Power Slave track. Yeah, that's the way I feel. About yeah, it. to me, it sounds completely unique to anything yeah. else I've ever done. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned the vocals. I think Bruce's vocals here, this is peak Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> Although I would argue that there's probably a dozen peak Bruce's over the career of Iron Maiden. Exactly. I've got a clip of the vocals here. And in my last hour, I'm a slave to the power of death. Slave to the power of death. Slave to the So, like, his vocals here are just amazing. That's insane. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's funny how you write your own song and your strengths are in there. It's like, uh, like uh, yeah, it's, I like it. For me, when I when I hear this song, I just think, seven song. It yeah. always, it's always in there for See, me. See, it doesn't sound like that to me at all. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah, I think it's you're the thinking left... of the synth and all that stuff. But yeah, I and think I'm thinking I... of the feel of the song. Really? Yeah. I think about it from when I think of Seven Sun. Seven Sun for me is like, you know, can I play with Madison? Yeah. Well, the theme of like the life and death yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it, you know, it's always, the, I always use the analogy yeah. and it's my own projection on it. Yeah. I'm not saying this. Comes. I'm just saying sonically, it yeah. sounds. Unique. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm not looking at it that way. I always yeah. think of like the wizard on the hill, the, the peak of the. Yeah. You know, that theme, I just feel like the Power Slave concept could almost fit into that album. So that that's how I link these two in my mind. And that's why when I started out into Maiden, I always thought like Seven Sun and Power Slave were close. And it was this song that linked me. So would you call this, I hear people online calling this like an epic song. Do you f- think this is a Maiden epic? Not really at all. Yeah, see, the it's reason... Like a, it's like a, a very direct... It's seven minutes and it has an epic, track, yeah. like an epic theme to it. Yeah. But then, like, right after it, you have, like, a true epic. So is it not thought of as an epic? Like, if this... Yeah. If well, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner yeah. didn't come after it, 
would this be an yeah but even the rhyme of the ancient mariner coming after it is just coincidental in my mind like you know the uh, no but i mean it 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 it, that song is so epic that this one seems almost like a a short pop hit compared to the song with twice as long that comes after it yeah and that's where normally seven minutes you'd be like holy crap seven minutes but also they're you know so unrelated they're almost like oh yeah they're diatoms like one's you know i'm a god who i can't live on i don't want to be a power slave the next one's like the rhyme of the ancient mariner mutiny (laughs) what not to do when a bird shits on you it's like (laughs) okay yeah fair enough maybe there are commonalities there one is is someone who uh believes they're in charge and is not immortal and the other one is is someone who (laughs) i don't know plays with fate i don't know like there's probably a link there yeah yeah, they're just back-to-back tracks this is back in the village i'm not talking about anything to do with themes or anything like that i'm just saying it's independently it's not epic if this was put on another album do you think it would be epic no it's not epic no yeah i know i'm just i'm just thinking out loud. i don't don't know know. i mean i look down at seven minutes it doesn't feel seven minutes to me it's yeah that's true well it's it's, it has that instrumental part in the middle where it breaks down which is that's some of the best Maiden you'll ever hear. Yeah. Is that little part where Dave Murray does his guitar solo. I have a clip of Dave Murray's guitar solo. When Dave Murray plays these slow little bluesy parts, he's been doing it right back to, like, I don't know, Phantom of the Opera has a little slow Dave Murray guitar solo in it. I love when Dave Murray plays these little slow bluesy things. Like, he's a really good bluesy guitar player. So uh, this part is the part I'm talking about. Like Dave Murray puts so much emotion into his solos that when he slows down and does these ones, he can really like drive home. I don't know. I love it. And that part is great. And then also the exact same part of the song, the bass that they're playing underneath it is amazing too. Bass playing like that, yep. Guitar playing, yeah. over and both is amazing. It's awesome. And not only that, like Nico's fills on this. Uh, this is another clip. I'm like killing you with clips of this song. I, I think they're great though. But listen to this. Uh, yeah, listen get, to what yeah. Nico's playing. The the fills that he puts in here. And I never really noticed them until I started paying attention. That's why I went back and made these clips of the of the. This is like the bass and the drums together. But listen to the the drum fills.
that you kind of dig, those are great clips. But now that you kind of dig into some of those parts, I start to feel this is a bit more epic. Because yeah. whenever I hear Power Slave, I always think I want to be a Power Slave, and I just yeah. think like it's like a. Punk. Yeah, they tend to think of the the yeah. a lot of the songs like Maiden songs tend to think of like the hook, yeah. the vocal hook, and you forget about all this other awesome stuff that's going on. That's right. But that little breakdown in the middle, the slow slower part in the middle, yeah. it, that's what I think raises that song right up to. I don't know. Yeah, it's worth it's. This is one of their best songs, I think. Although I say that about on the 50 album? Maiden songs. <laughs> one of the best, period. Yeah. I love it. I don't know. I really love I it. I would disagree. So, uh, I have a funny quote from Adrian. Uh, it says, I was completely hungover and felt like death, and I was totally intimidated because Robert Palmer was there. I think I did the solo on Power Slave in my first take, and then I went home and slept for a couple of days. So, remember in the first episode of, this, of Power Slave, I was talking about they're down in the Bahamas yeah. recording this album. Well, and there's all these like rock stars around. Well, Robert Palmer was there. You know him? He had that song Simply Irresistible yeah, and Addicted yeah, yeah. to Love. So he was around yeah. partying apparently pretty hard all the time. Yeah. <laughs> At Rod Smallwood. And uh, that's what he's talking about. So this is a completely Bruce Dickinson composition. So the, the entire thing was worked out on my dining room table. It took me about four hours. Yeah. So, and he also says, uh, I was thinking about Revelations on the previous album, looking for something missing, and I, f- I found a missing link. In Revelations, there are all sorts of signs related to Hindu and Egyptian mythology about life and death, but there was something missing, the power of death over life, which is a theme you find very often in Egyptian m- mythology. So basically, I wrote Power Slave while listening to Revelations, a cup of tea in one hand and bacon in the other. Interesting. <laughs> but also it became the title track and changed the theme on the album if there was one, which we'll talk yeah. about in a moment. Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah. that's... Well, the visual theme yeah. of the album and the tour and everything was from the song, yeah. so... And we broke down on the, the B-side for two minutes. Yeah. You know, that the Power Slave, the concept that he was working on almost got destroyed or set back. Yeah. 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 So, next song? Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. A true epic. I think it everyone would epic. agree yeah. that the Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner yeah. is a true epic. Amazing so, song. What do you think? I love it. I love it. I love what not to do when a bird shits on you. <laughs> I feel a connection to it always did because of we live on in Newfoundland and a rock in the right. ocean and the Mariner piece. Right. Uh, ties in there. The mutiny and the, the concept or the nigh on mutiny and the, you know, the fact that they're cursed is yeah. an interesting, you know, thing. It goes back to the whole settlement of these places. Like whenever you hear this, whenever you see the Pirates of the Caribbean or the Rhyme of the Inch Mariner, it's always that period from the 15th century to the 19th 18th century where the expansion overseas and so very much part of our mythology i think it's an awesome track and i always uh, think the talisman is almost like a a part two of this not quite but like it's also a sea voyage that ends tragically (laughs) that's right Like, so, there's going to be a positive sea voyage, right? Yeah. It's like we got in a boat and we went across and it was calm seas and then we landed yeah. and everything was fine. Yeah. <laughs> the rhyme of the gentle cruise. Yeah. <laughs> the all inclusive. Yeah. <laughs> One thing about this song is it has that spoken text in the middle. Yeah. And I looked to try to figure out who recorded it or who that is. And I read a bunch of people saying it was Richard Burton. I went and found. A BBC broadcast of Richard Burton reading the entire play. It's like 45 minutes or something. I can't remember. It doesn't sound like that, like him in this. So I don't know who does this. If you look on the album cover, they only like Bruce is credited with 100% of the vocals. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say you have a clip for this. I do. Well, I have a clip. <laughs> I have a clip of just Clips the part. McGee just the here. part that I'm talking about. I'll just That's play. That's awesome. It, uh, I love it. One after one. 
by the star-dogged moon, too quick for groan or sigh. Each turned his face with a ghastly pang and cursed me with his eye. Four times fifty living men, and I heard no sigh nor groan. With heavy thump, a lifeless lump, they dropped down one by one. So that's, uh, I don't know, that's pretty... Uh, that's awesome. It's pretty cool. It, it, he, that guy's got an awesome voice. And I don't know who it is. I don't know if it's Richard Burton or not. It doesn't sound like it when I compare the two voices, but... I love um, how he's doing that. There's some there's some sound engineer in the background making the creaky board sounds. Yeah, and I love when they do it live that they do that with pick scrapes on the strings, right? Like you can, yeah. if you listen to any live version of this, they're like doing the pick scrapes and you hear like it sounds really cool. Um, and there's tons more sound effects in the background. Did you ever notice the like when you know when he's like sinks yeah. down in lead into the sea, then down in falls comes the rain. Yeah, yeah. There's like a sound of rain falling. And then there's lightning and thunder. So I've got two clips of this. I'll play you the original first. Actually, I'll play you the... I have one where I cranked up the sound of the background vocals. Yeah. I mean the background sound effects. And then I'll play you the original. All those sound effects are there, but they're a lot quieter. I have a clip of it. I don't think I'm going to play it. Like, if you want to hear that, you can just listen to the yeah. the but regular could, version. But next time you listen to the up. song, yeah, it'll pop. You up. can you can it'll really pop up. You can hear the thunder. You can hear the rain. You can hear all those sound effects. It's pretty cool. And just for fun, I did this uh, this clip. It's uh, which <laughs> I was like that. The then down in falls comes the rain. That scream where he says rain. Yeah, I love that. It's like a classic Bruce moment. This is uh, head-to-head screams. You tell me which one of these you think is better. Then down and falls comes the rain! So two albums apart, two screams. <laughs> They're both great. But the rain's better. I like the, the rain's in, in. Yeah, the rain is he's in key. The other one is a vocal frying. It's like a, yeah. But I mean, I just put those together for joke, just because I was like, here's two screams in the rain when he goes ha ha ha. That wasn't like a continuous. Like that wasn't continuous. I think that it was, was du- that was split. Dude. I have no idea. We have no idea, do yeah, we? But good. it has to be. There's no way. Right. It's impossible. That's so amazing. Man, his vocals are insane. Yeah, he's great. And on this, uh, that's this, this album. And this is another song Thank that, God. like, the bass playing on this. I've been saying it 
for almost every single song on the way through. The bass playing on Power Slave is some of the best bass playing. Unreal. And all the solos are memorable. That's the two things to take away. Yeah. It's just great. And one last thing to say before we move off of Run with the Ancient Mariner. In the Flight 666 video, Adrian does a new solo for it. It's similar. To, it has some, like, he sticks with the some of the themes of the original solo. Yeah. But I love Adrian's solo from the Flight 666 video. It's just an update of the solo, and it gives a new energy to the song. I just love it. I'm going to play it now. I just love his solo. It's like an update on the original solo. He keeps a lot of the parts in there, but there's some really cool guitar playing in there. And I love in the Flight 666 video when this part at the end of the solo comes up, the three guitar players are lined up together and they're all smiling ear to ear and they look like they're having the best time ever. And I love it. It's just like a great maiden moment. Yeah. So so that's the last song. So Power Slave has been giving back to the live ever since like it's always there's oh, yeah. always at least two power slave yeah. tracks in every and they always episode. kill live too yeah so so amazing that's cool we didn't talk about the cover art okay you've got the vinyl here I've in front got of the you vinyl. Yeah. i'm gonna grab this now so that's a derek riggs uh yeah. work again it is yeah he painted that down in then um when they went down to nessa to record the album he went down with them as part of like the entourage and he was working down there but he had an airbrush and he said the humidity down there it was just like his airbrush was like globbing up like spitting out paint yeah. he left to finish the album so I have a quote from him he says I started on a little piece of A4 layout pad like tracing paper I started drawing it on that and then ended up with a piece of paper like patching pieces of paper together because it kept getting bigger and in the end I went to Rod and there were 16 pieces of A4 paper patched together I unfolded it and said, look, I've done this. Should I paint it? And he said, yeah, I'll write then. This is like classic Derek Riggs, too. And there's a bunch of details. You're looking at, you have the uh, yeah. album in front of you and you're looking at it. So uh, there's all these, remember on Somewhere in Time, we were talking about that. There's all these like little jokes and like secret yeah, things put in there. Easter eggs. Right. So if you look at the bottom right, yeah, there's a, it says, what no Guinness? I don't know if yeah. you can find it. And yeah, in the bottom, there. yeah. And in the bottom left, there's a picture of Mickey Mouse on the other side. And it says Indiana Jones was here in 1941. So okay. there's a few little jokes like that that he just stuck in there. I think, I don't know if Derek Riggs just thought it was funny to stick them in. But yeah, it's like definitely a classic, classic cover. And they took that song, Power Slave, and they wrapped. Yeah, Indiana yeah. Jones was here. Yeah. There's the Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Now I have the uh, remastered album. I don't right. have the original fold. So I got the gatefold. And when you, when you open it up. It. <laughs> yeah. When you open it up, I have... Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just a matter of time with us, isn't it? But, we uh, have them all. If you 
And then there's also the picture, picture discs. Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake. If you... Uh, <laughs> broken happy. If you open the, the Gatefold album, there's a whole bunch of pictures. There's them yeah. with the sarcophagus and live yeah. stuff and band pictures. Right in the middle, there's a picture of them on stage with the, the Power of Slave stage with the you know the big mummy Eddie that was like coming yeah. over of the dragon riders with yeah. the sparks shooting out of his eyes or pyro coming out of his eyes it's yeah. like the highlight of the concert and I always thought that was really cool and it always reminded me of I read all these people that that they're that they got into Kiss and then Kiss Alive came out and they'd never seen Kiss but you're listening to the live Kiss album and you see that album cover and it's them it's not actually live but it's them on their live stage and they're all like mid rocking out and it kind of gives you the feel of what i think a band that you've never seen kind of a feel of what they'd be like live and i feel like this image does the same thing which is kind of like you're looking and you're like whoa you say you've never seen maiden you buy a power slave you're listening to it you open it up and you see that stage and you're just like holy crap like the huge eddie the pyro i don't know mm. i think it's it's a really powerful image to stick in there i think it's pretty cool That's and cool. it's played it's like placed right in the middle so I thought that was pretty cool. It was great cover art. I think it's classic cover art. You can't really yeah. talk about best Maiden albums without this being in the top ten. Although yeah, I don't know if I put it in studio, my top ten for studio albums. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, somewhere back in time, I think it's a better take on it. Like, I like somewhere back in time better yeah. too. Um, it, it's kind of yeah. I don't know. I mean, my takeaway from it is that it's so different, though. You know yeah, I mean? it is different, and you know, you have the mask, and yeah. and we all love the the Egyptian imagery. Yeah. But my main criticism is, is where is that in the album? You yeah. know, I guess maybe we it's could the do the song same "Power thing. Slave." Yeah, what but like it? even then, like "Power Slave," in this context, yeah. it's like even then, it's loose. Like, yeah. well, that's the thing is they have one song, "Power Slave." They named the album after the one song, and they based all the imagery about the album off of that one song. Yeah. And then none of... I don't think the song has, like... I don't know. It's not a concept album. Like, there's no, no theme or concept to it at all. It's just a bunch of songs put together that are all awesome. Yeah. I don't see a, a theme or a concept behind this at all. Yeah. So, the first song, Aces High, for yeah. me, is... We talked about, you know, two podcasts ago now... The, the flying and all that. Like, for me, it's Battle of Britain, peak, yep. peak air stuff. Yeah. Uh, second one, Two Minutes of Midnight. Uh, the Fate of the World, the nuclear thing. Lost yep. for Words, amazing break. And uh, instrumental that gives you peace. Yeah. Um, you know, Flash of the Blade and Duelist. Sword fighting, coolness. Back in the Village. I don't know how that fits in this. Um Power Slave, right on the cover, right on the name. Yeah. And then Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Hard to draw... I got all the tracks, I think. Yeah, hard to draw a, a consistent theme there. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if, if someone calls Power Slave yeah. a concept album, then Peace of Mind is a concept album. It could be like it's about being brave in the face of adversity. <laughs> you know, where yeah. Eagles Dare is about a bunch of soldiers storming this, like, Nazi stronghold. Flight of Icarus, the trooper, to tame a You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you make a broad enough concept, you can exactly. fit you anything, can fit anything into, into it. Yeah. Right? Number of beasts, number of the beasts. Like, the whole album's about good yeah. and evil. Yeah, the balance all, of good and evil, you know what I mean? It's all the patriarchy, but yeah. <laughs> There's, like, when I, think of, when I think of concept albums, I think of... Uh, the Wall, Twenty One Twelve, Ziggy Stardust, and the Spiders from Mars, like yeah. these story-based ones. I know there's also some that are like kind of theme-based, 
You know what I mean? Like Dark Side of the Moon, people say it's a concept album. I never really saw that. They say it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. And but and Seventh Son even is more of a concept album. It doesn't really have a narrative. It sort of does, but it hints at it. But at least I can, I would say that's a concept album. I can't forget Blaze's Infinite Entanglement trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, leave, we'll leave that for now. Yeah, <laughs> but there's like a a, a story. Well, there's a, a storyline yeah. going through all that, right? And it's telling a story. Yeah, I'm like, if this is a, a concept album, then. I mean, you give me any, you know, yeah, but, appetite for instructions yeah. about life on the streets and blah, blah, blah. It's you know not what I mean? really. Can, and then I guess yeah. maybe uh, what's, what, what I've yeah. learned of this is I've looked for a theme is yeah. that most of Maiden albums have like a title track and like artwork that tied in and then yeah. songs that are tangential but not really related. Yeah. Like Peace of Mind's yeah. prime example. With the exception of Seventh Song, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Seventh Son has more they all kind of time more. And somewhere yeah. in time kind of timed in, yeah. or tied into like a time thing. But Seventh Son and the, yeah. the Carnival and all that stuff. But then even then, like the Evil of Men do for me, like yeah. if you break down the lyrics, fine. But in in the broader theme, I think yeah. the Seventh Son and, and, the, and the Carrying On. But then yeah. how is that evil? And, yeah. you know, well, it's like when we talked about yeah. uh, Matter of Life and Death, where like it's not uh, a concept album just because no. they kind of share a bit of a theme about like war and religion exactly. or whatever. Well, also, this links me back to Book of Souls. And even then, if you in the gatefold in the Book of Souls, yeah. it's like an Incan temple. Or is it an Incan or Mayan? I don't know. I don't know. It's an Incan <laughs> temple. There's a, there's a temple in the middle, which happens to be a pyramid. Yeah. Which is also kind of creepy oh, yeah. and interesting. Oh, yeah. That's true. Right? I never really thought about the two but, different pyramids. Yeah, yeah. But also, I don't know a lot in Book of Souls that is about, you know, the Incan, Mayan, indigenous, South yeah. American, Central yeah. American. You know, like, yeah, maybe these colors don't run, certainly yeah. isn't. Yeah. Not in a good way, anyway. Yeah. You know? So, well, that's a matter of living death, but... Oh, oh, sorry, yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah, but uh, if eternity should no, no, should no. fail, but no, maybe. so the red and the black, the book of souls, yeah, right? Yeah. Sorrows, tears of clown, right. break all that down into ink and stuff. Sorry, right? Yeah, but that's right. Speed of light, where does speed of light factor? Yeah, there, right. Yeah. What about uh, you know? I am uh, what is it? The intro I am Morpheus. I, 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 yeah. you know, I would drink out of my the, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that that would be my takeaway there. Uh, so that, if that. that, that there's only skin deep right. on most of them, but on this one, that would be my criticism. So how about this? How about this if you had to make yeah. a, a concept album of Power Slave? Ace is high. You have a fighter pilot in a war. Yeah. There's a war starting. He's yeah. fighting. Two minutes to midnight, it like escalates into a nuclear standoff. So the stakes okay. are all of a sudden. Last for words, big aura. The big horror is the nuclear explosions so there's a nuclear blast that's what this instrumentals that's why it's called big horror flash of the blade in the duelist is like post-apocalyptic technology is destroyed all the infrastructure is destroyed we're back to fighting with swords again so there's two sword fighting songs back in the village all the survivors they start to form like villages and civilization starts to start up again but still very primitive yeah and then power slave it's like this this madman who like rises up and starts this like post-apocalyptic cult, like Mad Max style, and people like worship him as a god. And he starts to think he's a god, but then at the end, like he dies from like radiation sickness or something. And then like, you know, then Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. <laughs> Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner is like he dies, and this whole thing is like a test of his soul to see if he goes to heaven or hell, and he fails it. And then he like has to travel the world forever to tell his tale. That's just like hell. So there, that's Power Slave made forcibly into a concept album. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then Harris is going to explain it that way on the 20th or 50th or whatever anniversary <laughs> right. and we can sue them. Right. So I just made all that up, but 
I'm just saying, like, you'd really have to work hard to make a concept album out of this. Yeah. Yeah. So the tour for Power Slave. Yeah. I'm not going to go into it quickly because we were talking about doing a live after death episode and covering yeah. the album and the video. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the first show was in Warsaw, Poland. Uh, the World Slavery Tour, 187 dates, according to IronMaiden.com. But I've read 188, I've read 189. Rod, Rod Smallwood says 192 in the history of Iron Maiden Part mm-hmm. 3. So, uh, But they played some big shows. They played Rock and Rio the first time they played in 85. It was like 350,000 people. No, they played three Rock and Rios, right? They did the Brave New World one mm-hmm. tour, and they did another one in 2013. And uh, anyway, the reason I want to say, they started their tour out doing Poland, Hungary, and Yugoslavia, Eastern Bloc countries, back during the Cold War. And they have that tour video behind the Iron Curtain, which is, it's pretty cool to watch. Like, you watch that and you're like, you forget what, like, communist countries (laughs) were like in the 80s. Like, it's a really, it's really funny. And there's a part in there where they crash this Polish wedding. These two people, uh, Dorota Noraka and Piotr Zamudzinski, are getting married, and like Maiden crashes the wedding, and they do like a bunch of songs. <laughs> they take over the wedding band on the stage. So, anyway, it's a, it's pretty cool to watch. Anyone, uh, it has a really. Oh, I should play this. I have this somewhere. There's a really funny quote where Maiden just goes to this like club in I think it's in Hungary or it might be Poland. I'm not sure. Anyway, someone asks. Bruce a question and he gives a really funny answer so uh, just listen to this clip I like the heavy metal but I would like to play the heavy metal by synthesizers Uh, you can't play heavy metal with synthesizers yeah I want want (laughs) so yeah it's this guy and he's like I want to play I like heavy metal. I want to play heavy metal on synthesizers and Bruce is like he can't can't play heavy metal on synthesizers yeah and then next thing you know, little does he know. two albums later, some song. <laughs> yeah, which is excellent. So anyway, I, I, it's, it's worth watching. I think on YouTube, there's, it's broken down into pieces. But on the disc two of Live After Death DVD, you can watch that behind the Iron Curtain DVD. And it's totally worth watching. Hmm. It's funny. Anyway, we'll get into the tour more when we do uh, Live After Death. Yeah. So that's it. I'll look Conclusion. i down the live albums. Yeah. Conclusion, uh, it's like a greatest hits album. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, the theme is the only weak point. Yeah. Um, the timing was the perfect for the band. The I don't give a crap. It's Power <laughs> Slave, it's amazing. The thing you I like Power Slave, yeah. you don't like Maiden. That's pretty much true. Yeah. yeah. Um, the one, two things I've kept bringing up the last, we did this in three episodes, and the whole, every episode I said, the solos are memorable and the yeah. bass lines stand out. Like the solos, Ace is High, Power yeah. Slave solo, Mariner, Two Minutes, what else? Duelist, Back in the Village. Like the solos are just really memorable, really, uh, I don't know, they're just well crafted. They're yeah. great. And the bass playing on these on this album is just amazing. If you're a bass player, you must love this album. Like yeah. I can't imagine. And well, the songs are really diverse too. You have like Two Minutes and Aces High. It's a like kind of riff, riff based, you know, and then you have Flash of the Blade, Back in the Village, or they're more medley sounding. The Duelist is kind of like a long, longer, drawn-out, instrumentally thing. And you have the instrumental, too. And then you have, like, I don't know, Power Slave is completely different-sounding. Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner is, like, an epic. Yeah. I think their first epic. Was there an epic song before this? 
I mean, I don't even know what to call an epic. Like, I know I would yeah. call the Talisman an epic just because it's so How long. Would be the name. Yeah, maybe. What about Alexander the Great? People say that's epic, but just because it's long doesn't make it epic. Yeah. I don't know. And Seventh Son, it's a song, Seventh Son epic? I don't know. Yeah. But Sign of the Cross? Clansman? You were saying at that state was it their first. And like, I would say yeah. Hallowed would be right. before that would be their. Yeah, I guess that would. Yeah, I think you're right. Me, right. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it was. It was like the, those long songs. When it like, came out, it was their longest track. But it? just being long doesn't make it epic. Like, I would never call the Red and the Black an epic track. It's a long track and it's great. And it's one of my favorite Maiden songs. You know, that's one of my favorites. A debate for another day yeah. in Nesbitt. I know, we'll get into this later. We can't, <laughs> but, yeah. No, epic indeed it is. And we're gone way past an hour. We should, like, wrap this up. But anyway, it has, it, okay. So there's four classics. Yeah. Aces High, Power Slave, Marin are two minutes. Yeah. They f- overshadow the rest of the songs, which are all equally amazing. Yeah. Yeah. With the exception of maybe a loss for words, just yeah. because I don't think you can put an instrumental up with, like, you know, Aces High or Power Slave yeah. or whatever, but it's still a solid song. So, and I mean, the theme, the the album art, the t-shirts, the tour stuff, all the merch and everything. And then you also have to tie in Live After Death continues this on, and then like the, the video, the live album. Like, this is Peak Maiden. It, it's Peak Maiden. It hit in Peak Maiden time. It hit the perfect time for metal. It was yeah. the perfect time for the band. They were vetted in. It wasn't... Everybody in there was now yeah. a veteran to a point. You know, Nico and album in. Firing um, on all cylinders. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you listen to this album, and as I have done, you're not blown away. It means that you've heard it so much. It means that you just well vetted in Maiden and fair play to you. And you need to be listening to other stuff as well. But I would I throw this out. You gave your take on the the basses and the solos. Yeah. My takeaway is this: if you don't have this on vinyl, get it on vinyl. My takeaway because it's excellent on vinyl. Yeah, it's amazing. It's oh, remastered excellent. and it's cheap. Oh, you get it for yeah. thirty bucks. Well, I get it on vinyl, cassette, CD, uh, and yeah. digital, and I don't really. It doesn't really matter. We listen to it on. It's just the songs are amazing. Yeah, but it's just so good on vinyl. Back of the yeah. village, like it's yeah. it. It'll really make that trap pop for you. And uh, it's just a great. It's a great vinyl. The artwork is good. Yeah. Yeah, some theme stuff. Yeah, we're yeah. done with some of these songs. We're but I think whatever down. format you get it in, yeah, the songs are just solid. Yeah. Like, there we go. We we added new stuff. We did a glowing maiden. Yeah. It's not dance to death. It's not matter of life and That's death. True. Yeah. Now well, we can yeah. you know now we can do the more play stuff. <laughs> I I've enjoyed this uh, process and we struggled on the back end on this podcast. My main worry with this when yeah. we first said how do we add something new? We're gonna do Power Slave and I was like yeah. every every Iron Maiden person like anytime people talk about Iron Maiden yeah. they go to right straight to Power Slave. Yeah. And there's a lot of metal podcasts that do. They're, they do all kinds of bands, and they usually pick Power Slave as a maiden. Like, I've heard a few other Power, Power Slave episodes from other non-maiden, but, like, metal podcasts. Yeah. And they'll pick Power Slave, and they'll do it. And I'm just like... How dare they? No, but I'm like, I don't want to go... Th- <laughs> I was like, I don't want to just rehash the same stuff everyone else does. No. But I think we kind of put an extra, a little bit of spin on it. Oh, my uh, God. So many clips. Yeah. I loved it. The clips. <laughs> the clips. It's a little bit the clips. Uh, I've got a few emails from people saying, like, that they like the clips. Yeah. So, because at first I was like, "Man, we can just be playing clips." Clips are good, especially when you isolate it really, instruments it, it, and stuff. It, it, it really, really it, like uh, illustrates kind of like what we're talking about. So yeah. I like using them. But. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we're playing like choruses from songs. Yeah. Nonsense. No, we're just we're picking up certain parts that we're talking about and playing them. But Power Slave was an important album for me in the early stages of Maiden, where I said, "Why is this the band that I'm going to hold this high? Why yeah. is it up there?" And it's yeah. like. 
you know, when I think of Led Zeppelin, I think of One Through Four and Houses of the Holy and Physical Graffiti, and yeah. that's the six golden albums. Yeah, and that's a good Bower comparison, Slave, actually. Bower Slave knocks yeah. all of those in, in the sense that, like, it's just, it's been, always been on a cliff for me. Yeah. It's, like, up there. And I've always referred to it and loved it. And as I've gotten to know it, and I've picked holes in it, and I've gotten a little less excited by it, it's only because I've enjoyed so much more of the Maiden stuff. So right. it, it pulled me into the Maiden universe in an important way. It's, and it's, we, do you think it, Power Slave is, the, is Iron Maiden's Led Zeppelin 4? I think it's Led Zeppelin 2. Yeah, but that's a different know. thing, <laughs> which is the same thing for me. Because I've had no, I'm just talking about the one that's the most popular that has the most. Yeah, yeah but for me it's 2. But yeah, I know what I you're know. saying. Yeah. So, I'm not saying favorite. That, I'm saying most, it is. It is. Most it's, favorite. It's, it's the most. pull you in, and it's bang in yeah. the middle of their set list. Like yeah. people said to me, "Listen to Killers," and I was like, "That's not going to hook a new yeah. man." If you want to get, yeah, if you yeah. want, like, I'm I'm falling yeah. in love with Killers all the time. If you, if someone didn't know me, didn't know Zeppelin, I would give them Love Zeppelin Four. It's yeah. not my favorite Zeppelin album, no. but there's a reason that it's, you know. People call it the best Maiden album, even or the yeah. best Zeppelin album. Oh my god, we could go for another hour. Okay, let's yeah, let's round it up. Anyway, we're actually, like an hour. Yeah, we're way way longer. Fantastic, than... and you know what, Nesbitt? Good it only work. took us three hours. Yeah, but we got work. through Power Slave. But go work on the clips. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, and we have to sit. We have to go offline. We won't tee it up now. We don't. Yeah. Where we go next? We have. I love just analyzing. Yeah. In headphones, I have those. Uh, you have the Harris headphones. I have the yeah the Ed. Headphones, the Iron Maiden ones. So yeah. I like sit there with the, with the headphones. I just listen to it and I pay attention. To it. And when something jumps out, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'll make a clip of that. Yeah. Uh, I'm always playing these clips, and every now and then we'll be talking something. And I'll happen to have a clip. I've got like I just sometimes I'll sit there on like a Saturday afternoon, <laughs> and I'll just make like 20 clips of cool stuff from different songs, even from albums we haven't done yet. Yeah. So I've got like a big bank of clips here. I can play if oh, some okay. like that women in uniform popped up. I yeah. got clips of all that stuff. <laughs> That's why you're so fun at parties. <laughs> it was great work, though. Yeah. Um, and yeah, excellent, excellent right. call So, talkingmaiden.com. Talkingmaiden.com. We love the feedback. Anything. We've been getting a lot of feedback, and we love it. Yeah. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. I'm begging for iTunes yeah, ratings. Like, I stuff. swore I would or never Or send do. us something interesting and get some swag. Yeah. Also, if there's anything you want us to talk about, we've gotten only positive emails. We haven't gotten any horrible ones yet, so... Yeah. Well, maybe I'll get my... Uh, <laughs> If we get... giving me life judgments. <laughs> if, we, if you have any criticisms, we'd love to hear those too. And we will talk with them on here. Right on. TalkingMaiden.com. TalkingMaiden.com. Until next time. Next time.